0: Welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Anthony and thank you all for joining us today. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Daniel and Shay. How's it going, guys? Going well, Anthony. Thank you very much for asking. How about you? Well, it's been it's been quite a week. We have tons of news to cover uh this week with all the Disney Investor Day and Warner Brothers um battle going on. So, um it's been pretty eventful what about you shay
1: uh yeah same here man i'm doing doing well doing fine thinking about you guys all the time oh oh
0: did you guys like my rhyme what are you thinking about
1: uh you know if you guys are doing okay that's all i think about i think about oh okay all the time i'm like man i really hope anthony's okay should i message him (laughs) no but (laughs) i hope he's doing okay it's a thought that counts is how i feel
2: It's been a very, uh, it's been a fun week though, in terms of news, because it's been like, like we had like that kind of bombshell announcement of Warner Brothers last week. We've been getting all of the fallout of that. And then it's the week started off quiet and then Disney's just like, oh yeah, you think it's quiet? Let's give you content forever. And you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, it's been fun. Like it's been, it's been crazy. Like seeing some of the announcements, which we'll get into, um, if you were to tell me like even like a year ago or two years ago, some of the things that they announced would be happening. It's just, it's really cool. So it's a, it's a really exciting time to, uh, to be a fan of like, you know, these Disney properties. Definitely.
0: As always, you can catch a new episode of the movie podcast every Monday across all your favorite podcast services. If you want to be part of the show and give us your comments, suggestions, and corrections, head over to thistimewithcom slash talk. You can also follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. Check out our show notes for all those links and more. We also have our announcements. We actually have uh, two new commentaries one that's just recently come out and one that's about to come out. We have our Die Hard commentary that is out now. And on Friday, December 18th, we will also have a Home Alone commentary that will be our kind of Christmas special to our audience. So you guys can put on Home Alone, watch it with us while we go through um, just the, the, the history of Home Alone and how we felt with it and maybe some background trivia with it.
1: We also have. We've ever been home alone, you know? We'll yeah. answer that question too. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Maybe find we out will be Friday home alone on that find day. Find out if we've been home alone before. <laughs>
0: Um, we'll also have reviews for news of the world, which will be airing Wednesday, December 16th. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to throw it off, throw it off, throw it to Shay. And he's going to give us our bracket update for our Christmas breakdown.
1: Welcome to the bracket update 2k20 guys. Thank you for joining me. Of course, I am Shabazz, AKA Shay, AKA Mr. Bracket, AKA no one calls me that. Um but we are reaching the semifinals, okay? Now this Christmas movie bracket has been has been hot, I'll say. A lot of people have a lot of strong opinions. <laughs> oh, my God. The messages we've been getting from people. The death threats we've been getting from nobody, luckily, <laughs> which is great, which is good to know. Um, but, you know, this week was, it was a busy one. We had a lot of movies going up against each other. We had Jingle All the Way versus Batman Returns. Christmas Vacation versus How the, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, Die Hard versus It's a Wonderful Life. Love Actually <laughs> versus Home Alone. Now, jing All The Way It's moving on up. It's going to be going up against Christmas Vacation. And we have Die Hard and Home Alone coming out on top, and they'll be going head-to-head. Damn. Now, guys, as we're reaching the semifinals and where we're standing, where do you think we're going with this? Oh,
2: man, it's tough. I think, I think we're going to see uh, Home Alone make it, pretty far mm-hmm. like i, I think it, we may see it in the finals i just think it's just like that staple movie but mm-hmm. um i don't know man I, I could see it going either way because there's been some some surprises on my end too mm-hmm. so i i i suspect home alone will probably win it all
1: yeah that's just, that's my get my bet as well who who are the other two it's die hard it's going up against die hard
0: i don't think it will win against die hard
1: I don't think so either because people are very opinionated on Die Hard. And here's, right. my, here's my theory. Okay, and I told this to Daniel. If you consider Home Alone a Christmas movie, then you have to consider Die Hard a Christmas movie as well because they're Correct. essentially the same movie, just adult and family. That's really it.
2: Yeah, the Christmas is just kind of like the kickoff to the the plot. Yeah, and then it brings it all together at
1: the end. So exactly, it's not like Kevin has to do something about Christmas. No, he just has to protect his household during Christmas. Right. And exactly. It's with a John McClane. He has to protect the Nakatomi Plaza during Christmas.
0: Literally Christmas Eve. Literally, it's, Christmas it's Eve. the same movie. It's it's just for one is for kids and the other one's for adults.
1: Exactly. Exactly, so yeah. I just, you know what, if anyone ever tries to come at us, and if you do want to come at us, please feel free to at thistimewith.com slash talk, let us know if you don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and we'll argue with you why it is. Yeah,
2: Yeah. we'll have can, a- give us, Write in, let us know why you don't think it is, and should, then we, we should have, have a debate. A, we have a nice discussion about yeah. it.
1: Who should we debate, though? No, we should, <laughs>
2: whoever <laughs>
0: debates us should be part oh, of the show, and I then agree. we'll debate them. You all know right. what? It'll be three if against one. You, if you
1: have a sound argument, you can come on the show. And we'll just pile on you, the three yeah. of us. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just attack you and then call you names, and then yeah. eventually you'll cry and leave. We'll mute your mic. And- <laughs> it's, it's, it's all in the spirit of Christmas, right? It's all in the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> now, the another one is Jingle All the Way versus Christmas Vacation. Ooh. Christmas Vacation is doing very strong. Obviously, there's a strong following uh-huh. for that film. Jingle All the Way, I, I think, is is a niche. Christmas film. I love it personally. Same. But, but I definitely see Christmas vacation destroying Jingle All The Way.
0: Yeah. Well, it looks like a, a huge battle ahead. We'll say the battle of Christmas deep. Mm-hmm. Get it? Like Helm's Deep, but Christmas yep. deep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, I, uh, yes. I totally agree. I'm totally leaving the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's time we get into the news.
2: That listen, I don't <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta be universal on how we talk about how we introduce the news because I think when we go, let's get into the news, then we do it. But it's like I think now, perhaps
1: it's maybe time to get into the news. <laughs> I, took, I, think, <laughs> I took I took this week off because Anthony took last week off the gotcha. episode that I was hosting. So in solidarity with Anthony, I took this week off because you know what? Maybe he just couldn't handle it.
0: Dude, I'm just saying, let's just record it as one perfect take and then put it into the show. We
1: have been saying that every week so far. It's
0: so simple, especially when we do these uh, remote recordings.
1: Yeah. First
0: order of business, every Disney Plus announcement and more from Disney Investor Day. This is coming from the D23 team. Disney. Disney's Investor Day 2020 delivered an amazing array of announcements from across the Walt Disney Company, including exciting news that over the next few years, Disney Plus plans to release approximately 10 Star Wars series and 10 Marvel series, as well as 15 Disney live-action, Disney animation, and Pixar features. And that's in addition to the premium content set to premiere in theaters or on linear channels before coming to the streaming service.
2: Um just before we get into all the announcements, mm-hmm. I I am just curious like were you guys expecting this big of a mic drop this week? Cuz I've never seen a I've never seen an investor meeting like this like well produced cuz this felt like a like once they got to the actual announcements of all of the content coming, this felt like a D23 Presentation.
0: I remember you telling me that it was going to be four hours long, and I thought, well, four hours—they gotta—they gotta tell—they they they, they have content to share, so it it was a very long presentation. Um, and I love when Bob Iger came out and he said, "This is going to be a long presentation, but you know what? You have nowhere else to go, so just watch." (laughs) It was like, "You better watch, or I will find you and destroy you." Um. Yes, it, it, was, it was crazy, the amount of information that was released. And I, I think I fell asleep a couple of times and woke up uh, during it. I'm like, man, it's still going on. It was like a Lord of the Rings extended, extended, extended. Seriously.
2: But I, I think I, I want to, I just want to highlight for a second, like, again, not to compare the two companies, but like when we had last week where we just kind of had that HBO Max announcements out of, out of nowhere, and then we have like the Disney presentation, which feels more like a a well-made production. It reminds me back in like six years ago when they announced the DCEU in a basically a, a press statement where it's like, hey, yeah, Ezra Miller is going to be the Flash. Uh, Ray Fisher is going to be Cyborg. We're doing all these movies. And then most of those movies never happened. We're so like anticlimactic where, yeah, it was it was exciting last week seeing that. But like seeing the presentation and actual seeing footage and trailers during an investor meeting, I'm like, "Damn, like you guys set expectations now for all these investor meetings." Mm-hmm. Well, like I would say, Warner Brothers had their, um, their
0: what was their DC universe
1: fandom, uh, fandom the DC fandom, yeah, which
0: was a big part of their their release um, structure as well. And then you know the whole debacle with, yeah, everything's coming out at the same time. Um so I give them prop I give Warner Brothers props to for that presentation. Yeah, for sure. Disney is very like they do this all the time. They're investor I think it's every six months. I forgot the last one was. I think it was July or August or maybe even earlier. They did their investor meeting and they started releasing information as well. Um, I would love to have this on YouTube. That oh, would have been God. great um i think maybe the next time they do this they could think about utilizing youtube as a resource for streaming
2: because it could have easily been like it wasn't an entertaining show to watch though that's that's what i'm surprised it was just on their website yeah and it wasn't like accessible because i mean this thing was going up against the game awards and it totally ate the game awards lunch in terms of announcements and excitement i thought the present
0: the presenters um were a little flat i and i don't and it's just that's just me witnessing for the first time how Disney does this type of presentation, but they just didn't have, I felt, they felt very corporate. I thought I was watching corporate head talk rather than like people were
2: really, really excited. It just didn't come off as real to me. Right, but you but you technically were though, right? I mean, like at the end of the day, the the language a lot of them had with, I think, the exception of like the Star Wars and Pixar and Marvel presentations, it was very investor focused. They'd be mm-hmm. like, "Ah, oh, yes, we have these people with this many followers and this amount of engagement," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, there's the there's the investor talk," you know.
0: What about you, Shay? What did you? How did you feel with the presentation?
1: Yeah, same as you guys. I uh, I definitely saw all the the investory kind of you know corporate lingo that they were throwing out there um and i agree with you anthony i I think that some of the presenters were you know they seemed exactly like they were coming out of the the head office and i think again to daniel's point that is exactly what it was Mm -hmm. um i was totally cool with the four hour mark i was i was I was very engaged, obviously certain points. I was just kind of like, okay, let's, let's keep moving. Um, it sucked that we couldn't get all the teasers and, and sizzle reels that they were showing to the investors. Cause anytime they would cut, they just cut the trivia to us. So yeah. that part, I mean, kind of sucked, but it's again, the first time they're doing this, it's, it's unheard of. So I, I'm here for it. I thought it was really well-produced and I thought it was really cool to see this big, slate that they're kind of announcing up until 2023, I think, was pretty much what they said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds so far
2: away, but I mean, we're going to be busy yeah. if these announcements uh, are hold their dates.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, let's start off with one of the biggest announcements, uh, which is Star launches February 2021. So Star will launch in Canada, Europe, and several other international markets on February 23rd, 2021, as a fully integrated part of Disney+. Plus. With its own branded title and a new collection of renowned general entertainment series, movies, documentaries, and more that will double the content catalog available to Disney Plus subscribers. Disney Plus offer enhanced parental controls enabling the family friendly experience parents expect, including the ability to set limits on access to content for specific profiles based on content ratings and the ability to add a pin to lock profiles with access to mature content. Star will be the home for all 20th century studio and FX productions. So there's your answer to what is Disney going to do with um, their acquisition of 20th century Fox um, titles and and licenses, as well as FX productions. And it's all going to be under the star. uh, I would say star category, which will be a block Available in the Disney Plus uh, app, so that's um, that's something we're all looking forward to. We've been asking for when when are when are we going to get you know that those con those those licenses and those franchises available um, to us? And Disney has come kind of come out with their answer. How do you what do you think, Shay? Uh
1: You know what we we talked about this around the time of this whole acquisition occurring, and this is great. I think. This is what you need. I'm glad that it's not a separate, you know, service like how they bundle in Hulu. I'm glad that it's under the Disney Plus app. It's cool that they have a pin lock and all these other things kind of inserted into the, um, the you know, the, the the settings of everything. But I think uh, I think this is going to be good. I think when this finally comes out for us in February... I'm going to probably be using Disney Plus a lot more, especially because yes. we're going to be getting FX-based um, shows, and uh, we'll get to that later. But Always Sunny is you know, one of my favorite shows. I know, Daniel, you love that show as well. So knowing that we're going to be getting those episodes pretty much on the regular and having always access to them is, is phenomenal. And maybe, Anthony, you can start watching it too.
0: Yeah, it will be available for me to watch. Um through the app so maybe
2: maybe i might put it on yeah maybe i won't you never (laughs) know most likely you won't no but uh, (laughs) like i'm just kidding but like it's just crazy to think that you know come february we're going to have access to literally thousands of more shows and movies and of hours of content for us um hidden within this update as well they did briefly mention that there is going to be a price increase so i think um it was like 2 or 3 dollars more a month so um, i believe
0: it's going to be 11.99 so from 8.99 to 11.99 canadian starting february 23rd
2: 2021 you know and i yeah like yeah that sucks but also when i think of the the catalog of content that i know is going to stay on this platform that helps cuz again like disney plus is very unique in the sense where this content is staying on this on the service. So I know yeah. I'm always gonna have access to it. And I have extras and I have 4K Dolby, all of that. I'm not paying more for higher quality streaming like you are on Netflix. But uh I mean who knows what this is going to mean for a couple years from now. But I, I think this is a great step. This is what Disney needs to compete to get more subscribers. They're literally on the cusp of hitting 90 million subscribers, which they only thought they were going to hit in like twenty twenty three. Twenty four? Twenty four. And yeah. they just completely shattered um, that, that, that expectation of that. So here we are, and like, it's exciting to see how this platform is going to grow. And obviously, I'll, I'll kick it back to you, Anthony, because holy shit, the amount of content they announced. Uh, before we get into that, how do you guys feel right. with the branding star?
0: It's so unique because so I, I just I, don't interested. get where they, they're coming from with the star... Title, and so they could have Star, used Century I, I Studios, 20th Century Studios instead. Go ahead, yeah, sorry. I believe
1: Star is, is no sorry. I, I believe Star was already an existing um, service uh, that Disney bought because I've seen Star for many years um, on like through traveling uh, in Europe and in the Middle East. Uh, Star is a very prominent channel. Yes, where, um, So I believe. Since they already had this channel, they can utilize it for this.
2: Yeah, uh, that's exactly right, Shay. I mean, like l- like you were saying, like internationally, Star is a a well known entity, and like in Latin America, they're getting Star Plus that has also sports as well and soccer and or football, uh, you know, and and all of that um, on it. So like it's more of us just getting Star in Canada and be like, oh, it's new for us, but it's a well known entity around the world and. Mm-hmm. It's basically like international Hulu for for us. Are we getting Hulu? No, this is is the content that's on Hulu is going to be on Star for us. Ah, cool. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, Disney Television Studio
0: announcements. So we're going to start off with Beauty and the Beast, which is a working title. Uh, We'll star Luke Evans and Josh Gad, and we'll have a new music composed by Disney legend Alan Menken. We'll also have Ron Moore and John M. Chu. will reimagine the classic Swiss family Robinson. Percy Jackson and the Olympians based on the best-selling book series. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which picks up where the film left off. Emilio Estevez returns as Gordon Bombay. And Laura Graham joins the flock. Turner and Hooch starring Josh Peck. Big Shot, a celebration of girl power set in the world of high school basketball starring John Stamos. Yvette Nicole Brown, and Jeslyn Gils- uh, Gilsig. The Mysterious Benedict Society, based on the international best-selling book series. And that's all under Disney's television studios. So those mm-hmm. are all the new content that they'll be releasing. A lot of big stuff. A lot of big stuff. Let's move on to National Geographic, where we will see a show starring Chris Hemsworth called Limitless. It is not... I guess it is a play on Limitless, but it's not a play on Limitless. The movie with uh, Bradley Cooper, I feel like it's not. No, but <laughs> it, he is doing things that are like limitless. You think you, he he was taking some sort of pill? Yeah, uh, right. to do.
2: <laughs> Chris Hemsworth has like a. He's like big into fitness, obviously, because he is Thor. He's a, literally has a body of a god, and he um he has that app that he launches well too for fitness and everything. And I think this shows all about pushing his body and really to finding the out what the. Body is human body is possible of achieving. So yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, we'll
0: also get a new uh, show with Will Smith called Welcome to Earth. This is another National Geographic um,
1: TV show. Both these shows are done by Darren Aronofsky, which is so weird to me. <laughs> I hope they have a twist. Like it's They're some all sort of, a little, like dark, Darwin.
0: dark, twisted element to it. Yes, it's just. Chris Hemsworth is not the guy you expect. And
1: yeah, every time Chris just... jumps in the water, he's like taking roids and then jumps in the pool.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I think Darren Aronofsky is going through his like James Cameron phase, you know, where he's just like, let's do these world documentaries of just doing crazy things.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. It just in, when I heard his name, he was producing it. I'm like, hmm, interesting.
2: I think he shot it as well. I think he shot it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's move on
0: to FX. So It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, renewed for four more seasons. And one of the biggest announcements is there will be an Alien series premiering on FX, which is huge. It's a huge franchise. We're finally getting a series related to the Alien uh, storyline. And mm. it's you know produced by Ridley Scott. So hopefully um, there's some film tie-ins and not the... There's no Prometheus tie-ins or anything like that. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, what what doesn't uh, really Scott produce? You know, like I feel like his name's on so many things, but uh, no, th- that's awesome. Uh, like honestly, like FX is one of those stations that not a lot of people um, have access to, but the content. The, not, I'm, I'm going to stop saying content, but the the creations that they make are so well done, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's great to actually ha- to have a service now where these are going to be readily available where people could have access to them to watch them and 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 see the see the shows that these creators are making
0: yeah um lucasfilm let's move on to their their um their releases so among the projects for disney plus are obi-wan kenobi starring ewan mcgregor with hayden christensen returning as darth vader
2: oh my god
0: which is crazy because we didn't expect him to be returning for the Obi Wan Kenobi series, we didn't even think there was some sort of Vader battle. Which I think Kathleen Kennedy said there'll be a um, new match between the two. They oh. they will square off again.
2: That's amazing. Because that it it's just, amazing. It's just, it puts things in different context now. When you watch, uh, when you new watch Hope. the the like a New Hope, right? Like you're seeing like how they left off, and then you see that like again, like. Like their fight in New Hope sucks. Oh yeah. You know like oh, it, it's awesome. But you want to you want like there's a there's a really cool like fan-made edit of it on YouTube where like they go like ham on each other like just with the lightsabers but um you I I want to see more and I, it's it's so cool that he's coming back even though he's probably going to be in his Vader costume the whole time. It's cool knowing it's him. So is Hayden Christensen
0: going to do the voice? Is there a new voice with Darth Vader? Is, it go- is he going to play him before, like Clone Wars, you know, the animated series and that type of storyline where we get to see them battle, like fight with each other, fight with each other during that uh,
1: yeah. sequence? See, that's my question as well, because I'm trying to sit here and wonder, like, what does Hayden Christensen have to do now as Darth Vader? Because if you look at Rogue One, we have Darth Vader in that, and Hayden Christensen was not involved. He was not in the suit. He didn't provide a voice for the suit. Um, so what is the relevance of having Hayden Christensen as, as Darth Vader?
2: Maybe flashbacks. I mean, there's a lot of ground covered with um, with Anakin, obviously, in the Clone Wars shows and, and uh, in that time period, because that's between the movies. So maybe... Maybe. We'll get more of that time period padded out or... Maybe more maybe scenes more without, without the, the mask. mask. I don't think I need that, though. But okay. <laughs> I just want to see Vader being a badass. More badass yeah. Vader. yeah,
0: more badass Vader. And I'm glad that Hayden is back. He gets to reprise his role and... You kill young more Padawans, you more know? More Padawans. Um, there are two new series set in the Mandalorian era from Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. We have Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka a series featuring the fan-favorite character Ahsoka Tano and starring Rosario Dawson, which is... She did a fantastic job for her one episode in uh, The Mandalorian, um, and she already has a show.
2: That's crazy. We knew, though. Like, we, like, we knew when we saw her. Like we, I think we even said two weeks ago, like, there's no way this is just, just the end. You know, no, this yeah. is not the end. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, additional new titles announced for Disney Plus uh, include Andor, Star Wars The Bad Batch, Star Wars Visions, Lando, The Acolyte, and A Droid Story. The studio is also revisiting Willow in a new series with Warwick Davis returning in the title role. And fans are advised to set their coordinates for December 2023 and the next feature film in the Star Wars franchise Rogue Squadron to be directed by Patty Jenkins of the Wonder Woman franchise. That was a huge announcement. Um, Patty Jenkins, you know, we we know she had like a huge, well, she's having a huge year with (laughs) Wonder Woman and having it released and making some profit before it's even released on on streaming services. But um, being part of the Disney franchise now and taking over um, a Star Wars franchise, Rogue Squadron, how do you guys feel about Patty
1: Jenkins joining the world? Shay, I'll let you start with this one uh I'm pretty stoked rogue squadron sounds like a you know we've we've heard the name a lot through n sixty four games and even the newest one that just just came out as well um and I, I i think seeing like you know a dog fighting pure in the sky star wars franchise kind of movie would be so cool it it'll there's just so many good moments from Rogue One. I think Rogue One right now is still one of those movies that I think encapsul- encapsulates a lot of different Star Wars moments and makes them all seem really great. And the moments at the end when you know, all the fighter pilots are out and there's a lot of fighting happening are so phenomenal. And I think Patty Jenkins, she's she's such a good director. She knows what to do and she has a good eye, especially for visuals I think she's going to do a phenomenal job with with whatever this is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. We have we still got a long way to go. December twenty twenty three for this to come out, and I anticipate that it'll be delayed as well. So,
2: <laughs> I mean, it's 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 very like we most likely this will be the end of twenty twenty three. This will be like the the holiday December film because I think Star Wars has been doing really well in that in that Christmas slot. Um, I mean, Patty drop that video as well of her two rollerblading and then talking about her dad who was like uh like a fighter pilot and like just how like she always kind of dreamed about making a movie about that and so she has that that lineage to it and this is going to be really cool and I think if you're just if I'm looking at it from like the Hollywood side I wonder how Warner Brothers feels about having, you know, one of their directors kind of jumping ship from them after finishing wonder woman and now going because like you would anticipate this would be her next film unless that the cleopatra movie that she's going to be working on is going to happen anytime soon but you anticipate she's kind of full-on planning this film now so
1: yeah i mean it's it this is this is the way disney disney pulled the wb by taking her after wb took james gunn like that's really yeah. what it was
2: and I mean, now James Gunn, obviously, we'll, we'll talk more about him in a little bit, but like, he was popping up in this event too, so we'll see what happens. Rogue Squadron, do you think it takes place
0: after the events of Return of the Jedi, or does it take place during the um, Force Awakens and the new trilogy?
2: Mm. I don't know. I, I feel like i feel like right now with star wars most of the content we're getting it's like oh yes it takes place in between this film and this tv show or this film and this film i am hoping this is just like yet yeah, this is this either far out in the future or in the past like i just want to carve out a new kind of timeline in this in this film series
1: yeah
0: also announced today was the next installment of Indiana Jones franchise, directed by James Mangold, a Star Wars feature film by writer-director Taika Waititi, and Children of Blood and Bone, based on Tomi Adiyami's New York Times bestselling novel to round out the feature film Slate.
2: Uh, really quickly, before we move on, uh, just talking about the acolyte that was announced earlier, that we were talking about earlier, that was some... Uh, the the kind of gist behind the movie is that it's like a, a or sorry, a series is that it's like a thriller mystery series, mm-hmm. but it's set in the world of star Wars. And that's something that we've always kind of, we've spoken about how we want more of these different themes in these, these worlds that are built, you know, and yeah. we, you know, this different genres and we've gone that in the Marvel cinematic universe with like, when, like, like winter soldiers, more of a, like a political thriller. And this is more of this type of movie. And I think it's cool to have these different genres now popping up within, these established worlds. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, another some other news. Uh, I believe Harrison Ford will be joining Indiana Jones for the final time. He is. He is. This will be his last one.
1: He's going to be like hundred years
2: old when that yeah. film
0: comes out. I don't and, they,
2: know. and they said this is the last one too. This is like the end of in the Indiana Jones series. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on to Walt Disney Studio news. We'll we'll be getting Hocus Pocus two. Three Men and a Baby, Cheaper by the Dozen, Sister Act 3, with Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg um, reprising, reprising her role, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, a hybrid live-action animated film starring John uh, Mulaney and Andy Sandberg, Pinocchio, starring, I believe, Tom Hanks, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, Disenchanted, a sequel to the hit film Enchanted, with Amy Adams returning as Giselle.
2: Yeah, um just to to answer yeah, Tom Hanks and directed by Robert Zemeckis. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So they'll be
0: teaming up again. What was that? their last film was oh, I don't want to say Castaway.
2: Was it, was Castaway? it Castaway? Oh no, uh, Polar Express?
0: Polar Express. Yeah, oh, I feel Polar like there's Express. another movie. But oh, yeah. Which is a uh, great great chemistry between the two. Um how do you guys feel with Disenchanted?
2: I and wish Kevin I Lima was back. coming back.
0: Yeah. 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 Kevin Lima is not going to be returning for this um, new uh, storyline, but uh, it's good to see that they still have their franchises that, you know, might not have seen the love come back um, and return to Disney plus. Walt Disney animation studios. Lot- yes. Shay, You were about to say something.
1: I was just going to say that a lot of what we saw for Walt Disney Studios is pure um, nostalgia and remake and, you know, revisiting or sequel. Mm-hmm. I I was hoping for something a bit newer. Um, but, yeah, I, that's definitely, you know, the, the Disney way is making nostalgia and then just making money off of that scenario. So... I'm not upset or anything by it, but I was kind of hoping for a little more.
0: Yeah, I see. There's so much stuff, you know, maybe they'll, you'll mm-hmm. find something else in another, another uh, studio. In another category. <laughs> yeah. um, moving on to Walt Disney Animation Studios. Uh, Raya, Uriah, and The Last Dragon will debut simultaneously on Disney+, plus, plus Premiere Access, and in theaters... In March 2021, Premier Access for the title will be priced at 29.99. So, Premier Access did not die. It's um, back. It's back with a vengeance. Even though we know it didn't work out well with Mulan, um, they're going to bring it back for The Last Dragon. How do you guys I feel think, about that?
2: I'm curious that, like, maybe Mulan made more money than they thought, or maybe they're just like, you know what, let's we're going to try it again with this film because Mulan was also supposed to be a March movie. And maybe they're, they, they, this is like, I mean, Raya is like the next big film for Disney right now because there's nothing else releasing in theaters until this time period in March. So maybe that's why they're like, Hey, you know what? We don't know where we're going to be in three months. That's why we're doing premier access for both. But, um, this is also, I feel w- when I think of it in terms of the creators involved, and the directors who, when we get to Warner brothers later and their response to everything, but this is also something that is not like a, a middle finger to either it's creators or to movie theaters. Cause it's still a paid access. If you want to see it in theaters, you can, or you could pay to watch it at home. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. I, I think Shane and I, we were talking about like, it's, it's, it's a, I don't know if it's a weird coincidence or that both films have to do with like
1: Asian, lineage. Asian,
2: like, yeah, like they're, they're both, Based in like, like Asian lore and things like that, and like with China, it's just it's just very strange that like it's oh it's Mulan and it's Raya and the Last Dragon that are both yeah. Premier Access films.
1: Yeah, it's it's very interesting, and also what's nice about this one though is that it is theaters and Premier Access, whereas uh, Mulan started off this way and then changed to just Premier Access. So I wonder if that's going to be the same thing that happens there. But I was also very. Like It's like a weird look where you're like, when well, nowadays when you know everything's under the microscope and you have both your Asian-based films only releasing in this strategy, it's kind of like, huh, why? Yeah, and I mean,
2: obviously, you could make the argument, too, that like, yeah, it's going to get it in front of more eyes and audiences that way, which, which is good, um, the th- but it's also just like, oh, it's just a weird coincidence for your initial two to be this way. Um, but the thing I do like about Premiere Access is that at least you keep the film forever. Obviously, it's going to go to Disney Plus, but it's not like a, a 48 hour rental or something like that. You'll have it for yeah, forever. You're just paying that $30 upgrade fee and then.
0: Right. Um, other Walt Disney, Walt Disney Animation Studio releases will get Zootopia Plus, uh, Bayamax, Tiana, Moana, and Iwaju. So those are the um, Walt Disney Animation Studio releases uh, coming out. Let's move on to Pixar. Uh, Pixar Animation Studios revealed its upcoming slate of original series for Disney Plus and feature films, including Win or Lose, Pixar's first ever long-form animated series, which will debut exclusively on Disney Plus in February 2023. We'll also see movies, Turning Red, Lightyear, and Luca, and other series, Doug Days, which is a, an up spin-off, and a Cars spinoff. Uh, one of the biggest ones being Lightyear, uh, the story of Buzz Lightyear, not the toy, but the actual character in the, we'll say the realm of um, the, the Toy Story franchise. So I believe Chris Evans will be voicing uh, the voice of Lightyear. Which a lot of people, I don't know. I feel like there was some um, pushback regarding
2: that. And I'm, uh, I'm cool with it. Like I, I love Chris Evans. I'm so. so
1: here for this one. This is my most anticipated. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. and and it, like like of the Pixar films, or everything announced.
1: Um, probably out of everything, I'd say because it looks
2: cool. That screenshot looks me, awesome. That,
1: that screenshot looked awesome. Uh, Buzz is one of my favorite characters. And I I'm not so attached to Tim Allen, especially lately with his controversies. Um so I'm okay with what controversies. You know, I mean, you know. I don't know. You tell me because <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> I can say,
0: you know, Chris Evans, you know, he has a dig out most of the time. So That's
1: why I want to see this movie though.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't and think I,
1: Buzz is gonna get it. I hope they animate that into the film or at <laughs> yeah. least, you know, nod to it like Buzz sends his dick pic to somebody who knows Uh, but no i'm I'm here for this because again the animation looks cool in that one screenshot that we saw and chris evans i think he's got that voice i can see it i can see his voice playing a character named buzz lightyear um where it's a real person or a tv show or whatever
2: yeah i thought this was going to be like a, a star command movie at first right but i'm like no this is cool that this is like in the human world based on like the character that Buzz was made into a toy of. so right. like, it, it, it's, cool. it's, it's super unique.
0: It's super smart, too. It's like, yeah, let's tell the story of Buzz Lightyear, the actual character. How he yeah. became, you know, part of Star
2: Command. Like, I guarantee great. you, or maybe I don't guarantee you, but like, I feel like this movie is <laughs> going to end with, like, Andy, like, in Andy's room watching it and, like, him telling his mom that he wants like a Buzz Lightyear toy or something for his birthday like it's gonna it's gonna tie into the toy story movies somehow like i feel it's gonna have like a nod to andy somehow
1: yeah i bet it won't
2: okay oh, we'll see you burger
1: in burger i in 2023
2: I bet you, I bet <laughs> you
0: at the end it'll be real buzz light year to madeline and he'll be watching and say that's not how it went <laughs> we'll see
1: we'll see, we'll see. 2022. This movie is actually coming. That's right. That's right. It is.
0: Yeah. 2022. Okay. Uh, Movie. uh, Moving on to Marvel Studios. MCU's exciting uh, future includes three new series for Disney Plus: Secret Invasion, starring Samuel L. Jackson; Ironheart, with Dominique Thorne as a genius inventor; and Armor Wars, starring Don Cheadle as James Rhodes, aka War Machine, who faces Tony Stark's worst fears. Now what do you think tony stark's worst fears is uh
2: his his um weapons and armor getting into the wrong hands mm. do you think Ultron makes an appearance i feel like yeah. Ultron would be that villain you never know i mean like I, I i'm seeing these announcements and i'm like and i'm thinking of these comic book arcs and i'm like damn like Mar- the mcu is just going for it now like we're just like this world is established and I'm like you know what let's just let's make I I never thought we'd see an Ironheart show or a, like movie like this it's, it's a show but like I never I didn't think we'd see this like, Riri Williams like on screen this soon and to know that we're going to be getting an Ironheart series and Armor Wars and Secret Invasion which could have been its own Avengers film being right. a series like that's really interesting and mm-hmm. I'm curious if the Russo brothers are attached to it because um they said that Secret Invasion has been one of their favorite storylines and something that they would come back to direct in a heartbeat. So I wonder if they're attached to uh, Secret Invasion at all. Yeah. Um, of course,
0: in addition to the studio's robust lineup of Disney Plus titles, that includes WandaVision, The Falcon, and The Winter Soldier, and Loki, the animated series What If, Miss Marvel's Hawkeye with Haley Seinfeld joining Jeremy Renner in the series, She Hulk starring Tatiana Maslani, which we did announce first on our show, but then Tatiana said, news. No, I don't think I'm She Hulk yet. Maybe, I don't know. And then. Oh, is that her voice? Uh, maybe.
1: Oh, okay. It's good.
0: It's good. It's a really good Tatiana impression. <laughs> and then now she is for sure playing Jennifer Walters, mm-hmm. the cousin to Bruce Banner who is a lawyer for superheroes, which, you know, this is, it just plays into how she becomes a Hulk, which is great. And alongside her, co-starring Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth. Tim man, Roth is just, back. Just
2: say Ruffalo, man.
1: Just yeah, say Ruffalo. Am I Ruffalo?
0: Rufalo. I don't know. I like it's trying it's trying not Ruffalo, it's Rufalo. It is Ruffalo. It's not it Ruffalo. It's Ruffalo.
2: It's, but he says it's
1: Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. But it's R U F F. It's not yeah. R O O F. I
0: believe he's Italian, so I'm like,
1: pronouncing. It like, <laughs> he would be pronouncing an like, Italian. When a, when a dog, you know, barks, they don't say roof roof. They say rough <laughs> okay, rough. Unless it. it's a
0: British dog. I think I British dogs go roof, roof roof. Coming back as abomination.
1: Uh, I think it's Tim Ruth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's Ruth hello, man. I don't give
2: a shit. I don't care how he says it. I'm (laughs)
1: coming from isn't on this. Um, I mean
2: it's it's crazy that Tim um, Roth is coming back i mean we saw william hurt come back in in a bunch of stuff already Mm -hmm. um and it's nice to know that marvel isn't just totally forgetting the incredible hulk film with edward norton Mm -hmm. i feel by the end of it we'll see everybody but edward norton come back but um that was really cool yeah uh hopefully they redesign him yes and maybe we get a
0: red hulk maybe in the storyline which would be great um moon knight Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, and a series of original shorts, I Am Groot, featuring everyone's favorite baby tree. Um, Today also brought the reveal of two feature films, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and the third feature in the Ant-Man franchise, and Fantastic Four, which has introduced Marvel's most iconic family. Marvel Studios' upcoming feature films also include Black Widow, Shang Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor: Love and Thunder, Black Panther Two, Blade, Captain Marvel Two, and the Garli- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, before now, I know they did. You know, they they released some stuff um, regarding Black Panther how Black Panther 2 is not going to, we're not, they're not going to re, recast the character and that they're working on a different story or a different route um, but using the Black Panther title. What do you guys expect um, from that franchise?
2: Oh man, you know, it's, it's tough. And, you know, they had a nice tribute to Chadwick during this and we saw that they also updated the Marvel studios fanfare opening for black Panther as well with all of Chadwick, similar to how they did for Stan Lee and captain Marvel. Um, You know, I, I just hope going forward with this series, you know, there's speculation that it may be Shuri, his sister. I kind of would love to see Nakia like Lupita Nyong'o take up the mantle if they go that route. Cause I think Shuri works better as like, you know, the the person in the chair type Ooh. like helping with the technology side i think lupita nwango would be like awesome Should be taking over it. the role as a uh, black panther but uh, i don't know man like i don't like you know ryan coogler has a giant mm-hmm. um mission right now that he has to go on to, to figure out how this is all going to work and you no know, i don't envy the work that he has to do right now because it's it's very sensitive and it's very obviously there's time sensitive but it's also just emotionally sensitive with the ripples that that death kind of shook the world with this year. And, you know, black Panther is such a beloved film. You need to make sure you're one making a good movie to follow up the first one, but also now dealing with everything else that happened this year. It's just, um, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what, what happens.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. One thing that I also found strange that we didn't get to see Eternals trailer for a movie that's completely done. We didn't get to see at least a teaser.
1: Or even like a proper picture.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could think of of why is that like maybe like obviously we never, we didn't get like any real proper trailers for anything was a lot of sizzle reels. Maybe they want the first real trailer for it to have its own media beat Mm -hmm. where it's not going to get lost in the, in the literally the ocean worth of, of, um, shows and movies that they announced, maybe they want to be like, hey, you know what? Let's give this trailer its due.
0: Yeah. Um, let's move on to other news other than the Disney <laughs> Investor Day. I thought you were going to say, yeah, Christopher Nolan was also at the Disney <laughs> Investor Day conference. Christopher Nolan was in the background as he used his film projector to record everything on 35 millimeter film.
1: Okay. I was like, oh, where are you going with this? I don't this but yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know either, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's ripping into HBO max. So Christopher Nolan rips HBO max as worst streaming service denounces Warner brothers plan. This is Kim masters from the, uh, the Hollywood reporter, too many insiders, Warner media, blindsiding of talent and their reps with news that it would send 17 films directly to HBO max 2021. Felt like an insult for many in the movie business, producers, directors, stars, and their representatives. December 3rd, 2020 is a day that will live in infamy. Some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Filmmaker Christopher Nolan said... Were, whose relationship with Warner's dates back to insomnia in 2002 said in a statement to Hollywood Reporter. Nolan was not alone in his feelings with other directors, writers, actors, and agents, all joining his unhappiness with the Warner Brothers decision. Surprisingly to some in the industry, sources say the idea was the brainchild of Warner Brothers COO Carolyn Blackwood, who, looking at a re- relatively weak 2021 slate, so an opportunity to avoid the humili- humi- humiliation of potentially bad grosses, while carrying, of, carrying favor with streamer obsessed high ups, higher ups. Man, Daniel, <laughs> you broke the news to us, um, and you were pretty shocked with with everything that has happened this past week and Christopher Nolan's response. How do you feel? Uh, with his statement
2: you know i was more shocked at the just the the pure i think anger and um i want to say like betrayal that i think that he's trying to you know voice i think nolan's in a unique position right now where you know his film came out it's not like it's one of his films and i think he's maybe he's like yes nolan's always been a voice for the cinema experience and and i love that but it's also that he is maybe he feels like he's in a position right now where he can negotiate like whatever his next film is going to be he has the power to leave if he wants to so maybe he's just like in that oh i don't care mode i could say whatever i want to fight for my my fellow colleagues um and then I, i saw his response and then obviously we saw denis Villeneuve uh this week Write a letter, uh, write an essay in Variety, why this is awful and why this decision may, is most likely going to doom the Dune franchise. Um, from you know, from the second film being made, and it's it's very interesting to see all of the act the fallout of this. Last week it was all kind of euphoria, like oh, we're going to do whatever, we're going to drop all of our films, and then you hear that you know Warner Brothers didn't even tell the the directors or the people who made these films that this is going to happen. That it's all gonna go on, on streaming and it's it's just very it's a very messy situation and I and I and I expected, I think with a lot of us that when this decision was made, it was something that everybody was in the know. Where it, it's just weird to me that like why like we found out as an audience the same time a lot of these people did or just moments before. It's just very
1: it's very strange to me. What about you, Shay? Yeah, same here. I I mean, okay, I didn't put it past Warner Brothers to not tell uh, the creators, but I was also kind of just sitting there hoping, oh, I really hope they did. Now to see all these creators, and these are some big people. I mean, Christopher Nolan Denis Denis, like... John
2: these, Chu, James Gunn,
1: like yeah, a lot of these people are... These people are,
2: are, are
1: pissed. And, it, and, and it's so funny because... Uh, Gal Gadot has been, you know, the center of a lot of controversy this year with the you know, her whole Imagine thing, and I feel like she was the only one that was told about this happening along with Patty Jenkins, because they're just like, yeah, cool, we're good, we got paid, we got our money, and movies coming out. Have a good day. Yeah, they got so, they got a bonus, right? Yeah. So it just seems it just seems like a really bad look on WB now. I don't know if that bad look extends to consumers, the people who will be paying for this because to them it's still a win, you know, and even for Canada, which we're going to get into soon, we're still kind of coming out on top, but it definitely does suck for the creators because you can feel their pain. You can feel that they feel misled and how their creation is just kind of not their creation anymore. Um, And it's a total studio or, you know, over corporate issue. So, I don't know if this is AT&T or if this is just Warner Brothers in general, but man, it's, it's wild.
2: I think we know with like, with investors and the higher ups, you know, there's that, that feeling that a lot of them could just kind of see where like the industry is like, Oh yeah, streaming. So we'll, we'll be streaming too. And then you realize, well, was that going to be the best decision for everybody? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, It's, 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 it's funny, but it's also, like, sad. Like, I saw a tweet just, like, earlier today saying, like, wow, Warner Brothers is treating their directors like they're writers. And I was like, oh, like, just because, like, writers typically, once you're done with it, you have no say in anything. Yeah. And now, it's pretty much like these films have been, like, taken from these directors and now it's like they have no no way of releasing it the, the way they want to. They don't have these f- a film to watch in a the theater with people. And I get it. Like, at the end of the day, yes, there's a pandemic happening. But I think it may have been a better approach to at least talk to these creators first and maybe announce them as they get closer. I mean, obviously, like, Disney didn't announce all their films are coming to streaming. Like, we 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 speculated do you think this could happen? But I'm also glad they didn't because that literally would have been, theaters would have been shut down. Like, at the end of the day, like, it would have killed theaters completely. Like, the multiplexes, at least. But it's just, we're in a weird spot right now and I just I just hope going forward that there's some type of consideration to the times and yes, streaming is a, is an awesome option, but if the whole industry goes this way, then we're not going to have theaters anymore. I don't know. It's again like I, it's just, it's it's hard to it's hard to talk about this because like we don't know what the next three months or six months or a year is going to look like. Right. Right. So like in a year from now, if hopefully if everything is maybe slowly going back to normal, like what does this mean or what changes that's? Yeah. I don't know. We, and how do you feel about it? We know theaters
0: were losing money before COVID. We know that we know like they weren't, they were losing a percentage every year. Maybe these studios also knew that. Um, I felt that the Warner brothers decision not to tell their creators was just them not, not having to deal with creators in the sense that if we were to tell them, we're still going to go w- through with our plan, but we don't, I don't want, we don't want to deal with the stress that's going to come, that backlash. At least if we just say it and do it, they can, they can just complain, but it'll already be set and done, which it seems right. like it's set and done. They can't go back now. Uh, well, they're it, legendary suing them, right? Right, and I feel like that's not going to go anywhere. Like, it's... It's just, my, yeah. it's just... I just don't think so. I think Warner Brothers is too big for...
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, because Legendary financed 75% of Dune and 75% of King Kong so it's, versus Godzilla. So it's like... So technically, they put up more money, but you, now they don't have a say in that. Can you tell the audience, like, about the Legendary
0: um storyline like why is it that they're suing uh yeah warner brothers other than we know that because they're releasing the movie but the money that was behind it
2: yeah i mean so hello audience uh no so legendary um they got we heard a couple weeks ago that warner brothers was offered like 240 million dollars or something like that from netflix to distribute king kong versus godzilla as a netflix film warner brothers turned that down and a week or two later we found out why because obviously it's coming hbo max but legendary who didn't have a say to in that offer warner brothers had the right to refuse it even though they only financed 25 percent of the film so now Legendary's like hold up you turned down 240 million dollars or however 200 million it was for us at least to get some type of payment but now we don't get anything really because it's going to your own streaming service so that's where the where's that gray area where it's like where who how how do how do you make money off of streaming like i i know you get it from your subscribers and stuff like that but like how else are you receiving income that way and and that's what's really strange to me like how is a movie like dune which has a huge budget and needs a lot of money to recoup like how's that going to make money I, i don't know i honestly don't know how this works, but mm-hmm. I feel like legendary you know, is just like obviously like they're not getting their payday. They're not gonna make the money that you know Netflix was going to give them. So I'm curious to see what this does to the relationships with these directors and creators going forward, um, if they know that they have no control over their film this way. Yeah. Like it's it's a crazy time. It's
0: it's one of those events that changes the rest of the industry, the industry for the next hundred years, you know, because films are fairly new. It's been what a hundred years since the very first, we'll say, production to now. It's not a long time. Yeah, that's true. Um, On to some good news: Wonder Woman will be releasing in Canada to rent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Wonder Brothers Canada, for uh, giving us the opportunity to watch Wonder Woman on December twenty fifth. Even though we have it's,
2: to pay, um, we do have to pay here. But it, it's funny that, like, you know, the three of us were kind of scrambling to like, okay, um, I don't know if we're going to get screeners for these films because it's like an American streaming company, and then we're you know we're obviously like we're lucky in that realm that we get a a, a lot of our films to screen and stuff like that which we're so thankful for but for everybody else uh, i was getting so many messages to our movie podcast accounts about like hey how do i watch this how can i watch this in canada and when this news broke we had people tweeting and sending us messages too saying hey it's coming to canada to rent so happy that this is happening and thank you to everybody who sent us this news as well too as soon as it dropped because it just makes it like i like i was at the point i'm like man like i just want to watch this movie just Let me know how I could give you my money to watch this.
1: Yeah, we were trying to find every possible way to not pirate this movie and support the industry. And at every turn, it was like, my God, I I really don't want to do that. And obviously, that's not what we want to promote. But my God, make it easy for us to give you money to watch this movie. That's all we're asking. Yeah. Like, I want to pay to watch this movie.
2: Yeah, I'd be like, okay, are we going to drive to the border of Niagara Falls and then we're going to connect to the Wi-Fi of the border and then we're going to stream it on our phones, download it, and then we'll come back. Like, and push Anthony off the falls. Yes, there I we know, go. We
1: discussed all these things.
0: Moving on to... <laughs> um, Spider-Man... Three, we'll see, Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3, bringing back Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus and Peter Parker's Jeff Snyder, this is coming from Collider. Um, They're all coming back. Every goddamn one of them. (laughs) Alfred Molina, oft rumored, is now confirmed to return as Dr. Octopus in the next Spider-Man. Just like Jamie Foxx's Electro, Andrew Garfield will be back, and... If Sony Marvel can close the deal with Tobey Maguire, he'll be back too. Kristen Dunst will return as MJ, and I expect Emma Stone to reprise her role as Gwen Stacy. Pregnancy permitting. Why? Because this is the third Spider-Man movie starring Tom Holland. We'll delve into the multiverse, just like its animated counterpart, Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse. This movie has now become a crazy... Epic of a movie. This is this is going to bring in so much money because now you're diving into a multiverse of Spider-Man. That's that's and you're bringing back Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, who hasn't been Spider-Man for
1: yeah
0: ever. You're bringing back villains. You're bringing back old Mary Janes. Even bringing back Aunt May. Maybe, who knows? I, oh, I hope not. I saw her. She was in uh, the, uh, the original Aunt May, was in um, The Undoing. She played uh, Hugh Grant's mom. She's, oh, wow. still, she's still
1: active. Alive? She's still alive. She's Grandma May, you know?
2: Man, it's, it's the thing that gives me hope, though, because I'm like, I, I think back to Spider Man 3 from 2007. I'm like, damn, that was a stuffed movie. Mm-hmm. And now I see this. I'm like, oh, this film has, I think, every single extra from all the Spider Man movies coming back seems like the thing that gives me hope is that John Watts who is the director of this film is has just been announced to be the director of Fantastic 4 which gives me hope that you know Marvel is very happy with what he's doing with this film and they want to bring him in closer not now that he doesn't won't have to deal with two studios I'm curious to see if he'll either return to Spider-Man cuz this won't be the last Spider-Man film but I'm just curious to see if somebody else picks up the mantle of Spider-Man or is he going to come back to it? I'm just very, very. Uh, it's curious. It's very curious, but I'm excited. I mean, any week, Alfred Molina coming back to Doctor Octopus would be like the biggest news that week. But what a hell of a week of news it's been.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree.
2: Let's move on
0: to trailers.
1: Trailers. Trailers.
0: So we got a quite a bit of trailers this week. Um, we're going to start off with nobody which is the trailer that is not part of disney investor day trailers (laughs) (laughs) yep daniel what is nobody or what can you describe
2: or how can you describe the nobody trailer nobody is a film starring bob odenkirk and he is going full john wick um and it's from uh the producers of John Wick, or the writer of John Wick, basically he's like a suburban dad who, in a past life, he was like an accountant for some very dangerous people, and now these people are coming back, and it's very much Bob Odenkirk just embracing his inner Keanu, and just goes crazy fighting and taking down people and fighting for the people he loves, and holy shit, I love this trailer. Like, I did not expect to dig this trailer, just from the sound. I, did, I, I couldn't buy Bob Odenkirk as a as a scary, like, tough guy, because I'm used to him as Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, where he's kind of like shady, he's like slimy and schemy. But like to see him as like a full on badass, I'm like, damn, dude, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, this trailer was wicked. I did not expect to like this trailer that much, and it's not anything that we have never seen before. But it was just something about Bob Odenkirk in that trailer that. He was selling it to me. I was like, oh, I'm on board with whatever you're going to do. The action seemed pretty unique. I mean, it's the same guy who directed um, Hardcore Henry with Charlton Copley. That was that first-person action film that they kind of made a few years back. Uh, so I definitely think visually it's going to be a cool movie.
0: You know, when I watched this trailer, it it was just, you know, John Wick if he was a father. You know, mm-hmm. that storyline of if John Wick was older. And then I thought this must be tied into John Wick cuz it's just it's it's so similar to you know someone who's got out of the business and then now has to come back and the little like the Russians that are the villains uh the gold and I'm like man this this seems like a John Wick film or mm-hmm. a tie into the film but um,
2: even the poster is think- very
0: John Wick right? very and who knows it? maybe it's one of those movies that they'll say, yeah, it is part of uh, the universe.
2: Yeah. Keanu shows up at the end, you know?
0: With a dog. With his dog. (laughs) They become friends. They become neighbors. And then just go on, like, assassin sprees. Sure. Um, Regarding Disney Investor Day 2020 trailers, uh, we got let me pull up a list here. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What if? Loki. The Bad Batch. Uh, Andor. We got a little sneak peek of Hawkeye. She's like almost like a little animated sneak peek. WandaVision came out with a new trailer and am i missing any
2: we got like we got the thing with this present the investor day is that the investors got some trailers that we didn't luckily we got all like the star wars and marvel ones uh we also got the mighty ducks game changers trailer which weirdly isn't like online officially yet but uh we got some looks at the national geographic ones as well too so um yeah i mean disney's all of disney shows and movies and series are looking really well made and i know um, Bob Iger a few years ago said that when they start making Marvel shows or Star Wars shows they're only doing it on the condition that they're going to look like films that they're going to have the quality of their films and I think you're seeing that obviously we're seeing WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki these all look like they could are just films just that we're getting every week to watch and it's crazy to me when I think of 2021 we're starting Uh, January 15th with WandaVision pretty much every week we will have something new in the MCU that week. We'll have all of WandaVision week to week then we'll have Falcon and the Winter Soldier in March and then we'll have Black Widow then we'll have Loki and Shang-Chi and What If. It's like every week we're going to have something to look forward to and it's 2021 is going to be really cool and it's going to make up for the the no content from Marvel Studios that we got this year. It's
1: going to be busy it's going to be busy
2: can we talk about the Loki trailer and how
0: sure. it felt like a I thought it it felt like a thriller especially it when he's in the elevator with um Owen Wilson Owen Wilson and it almost I thought it was going to like start off like this this James, not James Bond sorry mission impossible theme because they have this violin string that goes all the way up and it's this elevator sequence and it really tells this unique approach to Loki the character and I'm really interested to see
2: where this story goes yeah it doesn't just feel like a tv show about loki i feel like you know back in the day we'd get tv shows that are just like oh yeah here's the t like we we, like this year we're talking about oh yeah here's a goofy movie and now here's goof troop which really aren't related in any sense you know like it's this actually feels like it's part of the mcu and all of these series and shows are just continuing on what the movies are telling us, and you know look at the cast of Captain Marvel too I mean we're getting um we're getting the characters from Miss Marvel in that movie like uh, Amon valani like she's gonna be in Captain Marvel too I'm like and a character who plays uh, Monica Rambo like from WandaVision, she'll be in captain America uh, sorry Captain Marvel too so Disney is uh Marvel's really telling these stories now they're not being biased to films or TV shows they're like no these are all just different avenues of how we're going to tell our story but these characters their movies and tv show there's not a lesser of the two where when you look at the netflix shows daredevil and luke cage and all of them felt like their own pocketed off worlds where these don't at all let's move on to what we're watching we'll start off with
0: mr Shea. what have you been watching this week
1: Oh, for sure, from the bottom. All right. All right. Cool. 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 Now we're here. Bottom to the top. So uh, I finally finished Big Mouth. Um, I'll give my review on it. I thought this season was phenomenal. They took a lot of different changes here and there. A lot of characters maybe didn't show up, but they tackled a lot of great things in this season. Um, it was short, it was about 10 episodes long, I think. But man, was it ever funny and i think this show balances that that heart element along with the absolutely disgusting crude humor that it has but you know we had seth rogen in this season as well i thought he was hilarious this this show just gets funnier and funnier and they they introduce characters that just are so amazing that you hope that they'll come back for the next season so uh, i definitely say it's it's a must watch if you enjoyed the series as it is so far definitely uh definitely give it a watch um i was in the mood of playing god of war so i started replaying that game but this time on the ps5 so it's in 60 frames and because that game is so damn good i was like oh you know i haven't watched the documentary about the game so i put on Raising kratos and i absolutely loved it i can't believe this is a free documentary on youtube it's something i totally would have paid like 20 or 30 bucks for because it has that kind of value Really, really well done documentary. I know, Daniel, you watched it when it first came out. Is that true? That is true, yes. Uh,
2: phenomenal documentary. Really great insight with, with Corey Barlog and the team over at Sony Santa Monica did to create this generation-defining game. So mm-hmm. definitely watch it. It's free. Um. Even if you're not interested in video games, uh, just, I think just as a story, it will pull you in.
1: I agree. I showed my brother this documentary, and he hasn't played the game yet. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely want to. I definitely want to start it now." But it's a good documentary, whether you're a fan of games or not. Uh, I watched Grandma's Boy, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I finally watched Love Actually all the way through. I've only ever seen half the film, and I, and I knew where I stopped. And I was like, "Okay, cool. I'll give it." i watch it again from the beginning. And you know what? I, I enjoyed it. There's, there's some weird things here and there, but overall, it's, it's a cute film. Uh, my girlfriend and I are continuing our MCU watch, so we watched the Marvel's Avengers. Finally, we finished Phase 1, and we're now starting Phase 2 with Iron Man 3. I watched Just Friends, the Disney Investor Day, Game Awards, and News of the World.
2: Yes, News of the Worlds, we all watch this week, which we will have our review, like Anthony said, on Wednesday. So make sure you tune into the Movie Podcast feed uh, Wednesday for our full review of that film. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? Uh, I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies this week, so I'll just kind of rapid-fire go over them. I'll be home for Christmas, Christmas with the Cranks, Christmas Vacation, uh, On the Basis of Sex, also Christmas movie. No, I'm kidding. Um, Catch Me If You Can, Four Christmases. Uh, where am I here uh, do, 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 Charlie Brown Christmas and uh, like Shay I've been this week really got me excited for the MCU so as I've been working uh, I've been having like the MCU films on in the background watching them so um, I pretty much killed phase one in like a day and a half so now I'm watching Thor The Dark World so you know that's uh that's the film I'm on right now and I'm gonna push my way through it um, just really quickly talking about Catch Me If You Can um, this is I think my favorite Steven Spielberg film and I think what this film does like one from the performances from Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio but this this film is just such a good movie and I, I really encourage you if you haven't watched it to give it a shot um, just Leonardo DiCaprio in 2002 I want to say and it's just this character of Uh, frank Abagnale, who is just a kid who runs away from home because his parents are splitting up and then goes on to be one of the biggest con men in in the history and just seeing the attention of detail the editing in this film is just phenomenal and just the whole idea of perception is like the underlying theme of this film and you know there's that line of like why do the yankees always win the world series and it's People keep saying like, oh, because they have Mickey Mantle. It's like no, because they're always looking at the pinstripes. And there's this idea of perception that plays throughout the entirety of the film. That I just love how it how how it does that, and uh, you you really get in the mind of Leonardo DiCaprio's character and see how he sees the world because of how his dad saw the world, who's played by Christopher Watkins. So, um, this film is just so masterfully made, and I and I can honestly say it's my favorite uh, Steven Spielberg film. Um. Well, I'm re-watching Ted Lasso as well, which is just such a phenomenal show, and Mandalorian this week, and oh, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, I don't know if I said that one, and of course, like we said, Investor Day and the Game Awards were this week, so it's been a, a busy week of watching stuff.
0: Um, for me, I also watched a Steven Spielberg film, I watched Ready Player One. I haven't seen it since watching it in theaters, and I really, really enjoy it, especially for all the pop culture references and movie references. It's, it's such a nerd's film in the sense of all these different characters and storylines and movies and just the whole premise of it. It's, and I'm currently reading Ready Player Two, which dives into what happens after the events of Player One. Um, but I love it. I've also put on Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring, in 4K and Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, which I really, really enjoy. I actually like Fellowship of the Ring more than The Two Towers. I think the CG is a lot better in The Fellowship of the Rings than The Two Towers. It's crazy because I I didn't really notice it till now, and I don't know if it's just now I, I haven't seen it in a really long time, but or now I'm comparing it to other films that have come out with CG, and you can really see some of the parts in Lord of the Rings, which has some rough CG,
2: yeah, for sure. And I think Two Towers has a lot more CG than Fellowship, so maybe right. that's why it may hold up a lot more. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm these. What do you think of the 4K uh, the
0: remasters? Are great. The colors great. They pop on the screen. Uh, Peter Jackson did a fantastic job remastering both all three films. I haven't watched The Return of the King. My my version of The Return of the King is still in HD. So.
2: Oh, it interesting! It
0: hasn't moved to a 4K version yet, so I'm waiting for that. Um, also, watch News of the World, so uh, Tom Hanks' film. will have a review shortly. And I've also been playing Cyberpunk 2077, which is has its con- has its controversies this week with its release and all the glitches. But for me, playing on my PlayStation Five, I've had haven't had any issues. And I'm really enjoying the storyline and the world, and the the cyberpunk style and all the add-ons and 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 upgrades and weapons and things that you could do and hack. And it's such an immersive story. It's so huge. The city is so big. It's fantastic. I don't even think like I haven't even hit two percent of that game yet. Jeez. Um, but I'm really, really digging it. Let's move on to our trivia question.
1: Oh shoot! Oh buddy!
0: Oh buddy! So, um, my trivia question is related to Disney Investor Day 2020. How many new movies and TV shows were announced during the Disney Investor Day 2020 event? I'm going to give you oh, three God. choices. Was three it three choices? Three choices. Was it <laughs> okay? Sixty. Sixty (laughs) one or sixty three.
2: Anthony, you son of a bitch, man.
0: Son of a bitch Anthony. I'm gonna say
1: sixty three. Yeah, I'm gonna say oh man. Sixty three. 61 is the. Oh, that was what my heart wanted to say. Uh.
2: Shane, listen to your heart. Listen to your
1: heart. I listen to my heart. heart.
0: (laughs) You listen to Daniel's heart. 61 new movies and TV shows throughout the Disney Plus lineup. That's via Hulu, that is via FX, uh, all those other things they have. I'm so bombarded with
2: it's literally when i when i was working on the document this week and just adding every show to that i should have known but (laughs) just adding everything that they announced i was just like oh my god each category is a conference in itself pixar and disney studios and disney studios tv and disney studios animation and marvel and star wars it's like oh my god like this is just an embarrassment of shows and films at our disposal and i and i'm really looking forward to see how disney plus grows because like we said we you know we've been critical this year and obviously it's hard to be critical this year with COVID. and yes things are delayed and pushed and moved but um next year they look really set up for success to grow ridiculously and they already have and i think next year they're only going to grow even bigger even bigger so It'll be bigger than COVID. yeah oh god um but what a, what a fun week, though. It's nice to have weeks that are filled with good news. Okay? I agree.
1: We haven't had good news in so long.
2: Yeah. And oh, my God, we have one episode left this year. <gasps> this is the episode to end all episodes. Well, not, not this one next week. Next be
0: That episode will be the episode to end all episodes.
2: Yeah. So next week on the movie podcast, uh, we're going to try and play some games. Uh, we're going to kind of give you a layout of what the rest of the month will look like in terms of our reviews, because so, we'll have our reviews for Wonder Woman and soul and any other films maybe that come down the pipeline. And yeah, we'll have a better idea of what this year is going to look like. And then our plan for our comeback in January. So, wow. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. As
0: always, you are listening to The Movie Podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every single Monday across all your favorite podcast services. And if you want to be part of the show, we would love you to send your comments, suggestions, and corrections to thistimewith.com slash talk. Don't forget to follow us on at The Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, join our Discord. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That was This Time with The
2: Movie Podcast. And we will see you next. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>